Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everyone. So this morning's a little impromptu live. Uh, the West, Jacqueline and Trezell West, who are charged with the uh, disappearance, deaths, uh, abuse of Little Orin and Orson West. And they were supposed to, they were actually supposed to have their sentencing early. It's been postponed. We weren't sure if it was going to happen this morning or not. And now they're saying they're going forward. So there's no cameras or there is cameras, but it's not being broadcasted. However, um, what they're doing this morning is they're doing live updates. So I thought I would walk you through the live updates. And also, I, I have it up here. Also, I'll just give you an idea. We'll go back and I'm going to. I'm going to read out their sentence or their uh, charges so that you guys know what's going on. Give me a minute. I was, <laughs> I did live stream last night regarding Suzanne Morphew. So now I'm switching gears and it's taking me a couple minutes here. Um, but in their trial in the summer, I believe it was, Jacqueline and Trezell were found guilty of second degree murder, involuntary manslaughter and child cruelty. And that's all regarding the death of Orin, who's four at the time. But it says failed to reach the verdicts on second degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder in connection with a three-year-old Orson's death. So I did a live stream about that as well. And I've done a ton of videos also on Orin and Orson. And um, a guilty verdict was also for child cruelty for Orson. So there was a there was a couple missing from that for it wasn't the same for both. Um, second degree murder carries a prison term of 15 years to life. And the couple was also convicted of falsely reporting an emergency. So the kids went missing on December 21st, 2020. So they're doing the sentencing today. I'm going to walk you through what they're saying in this live stuff. Hopefully that'll help you. We can kind of find out what's going on, see what they get and see what happens. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. So the court started not long ago, it looks like, and there was a motion filed by Jacqueline's attorneys to continue the hearing. And she received some information last night. The prosecution was objecting the motion to continue, saying that the items the defense has listed should not be characterized as new information. Um, and then so they decided to go ahead and do this. But I'll read through some of these. It says, she said a private investigator contacted the individuals who needed to be contacted, not a juror on the panel, but other people close to that person. Based on two interviews, Jacqueline's attorney said she did not believe it was enough to ask for a motion to continue for further investigation. And upon receiving the info, doesn't think it could potentially warrant a motion for jury misconduct. 
So I guess that's what was going on. The sentencing will proceed. Smith, who's the prosecution, uh, Smith asked the court to find all circumstances in aggravation true, including the crime had a high degree of callousness and they induced a minor to assist in the commission of a crime. So where that went was one of the boys was asked to basically lie. Um, and that's what happened. Jacqueline's lawyer said there was a statement by the West's eldest child that his parents told him to be quiet. They didn't threaten the boy. Uh, she said, the judge said all circumstances of aggravation have been proven for Trezell and Jacqueline West. Okay, so there's a lot of talking about not to proceed, to proceed, blah, blah, blah. Hang on here for with you guys here. Um, there was a court filing why Jacqueline West should receive probation and asked the court to consider other cases with facts and circumstances similar to what she's been asking for, including the local cases of Wendy Howard and Mike and Michael Bowers. Torres Stallings, who is Jacqueline's um, lawyer, is continuing to argue for probation, referring to a case out of Los Angeles that occurred after the Rodney King verdict. She said that she found it difficult to express the feelings she had with Jacqueline West, and that has been present in the courtroom. They've had many conversations. On December 21st, 2020, Jacqueline West didn't know her life was about to change. This is what the lawyer said. She cooperated with law enforcement because she thought they would help her. She had to endure seeing her other children be placed in the foster system, Torres Stalling said, and saw the negative impact it had on them. Then she had to watch her kids testify, said an emotional Torres Stallings, and have to hear her eldest child say he had not one good memory of his mother. If Jacqueline West had information about what happened to the boys, she would have provided it, according to Torres Stallings. Whether she gets probation or not, her life won't change. She lost her husband, her children, and the life she led before the disappearance. Torres Stalling said she's concerned for future clients that they better have surveillance video people taking their children or no one will believe them. It's been the defense's position that the boys were kidnapped and the Wests had nothing to do with them going missing. She's the type of person who is suitable for probation. Um... She had no prior criminal record, including no CPS reports. Now, let me just go back to the next, to the other page here. So side note about this, that Jacqueline wouldn't have known and, um, you know, her, her life was about to change. The kids were missing since the summertime, not December 21st, 2020. So... That's interesting what it's saying on there. Let me know in the comments because you can make your make your comments there because mm, no, actually, um, her her life changed long before that, in my opinion, and a lot of your opinions, right? Okay, let's see where we're at. Now, apparently, there may be a press conference coming up soon in the next eight minutes. 
possibly. I'm trying to catch this as fast as possible. Well, there we go. Okay, we'll keep, we'll continue on. So remember that the boys were proved missing from like long before that, not December 21st. And notable, Jacqueline and Trezell, when they went to go look for the boys on December 21st, uh, they spent six minutes. Let me rephrase that. Trezell spent six minutes in a vehicle and came back and then stood by a tree looking at his phone waiting for the cops to arrive. So we're just going to do it that. I did tons of videos on that. Let's continue. Um, Tora Stalling said she's concerned for future clients that they better have surveillance people video of people taking their children or no one will believe them. It's been the defense's position that the boys were kidnapped and the West had nothing to do with them going missing. She's the type of person who is suitable for probation. She, okay, and then I, okay, she had no prim, prior criminal re record, including no CPS reports. If Jacqueline West is sentenced to prison, she's asking it being in Oregon or on the East Coast so she can be close to family. Wiping her eyes, Torres Stallings finished her statement. Eric Smith, the prosecution, said Jacqueline West is not a suitable candidate for probation because she's convicted of murder and abuse, and she was part of the murder of one of the boys and is guilty of willful harm to the other. The jury did not believe what they had to see, and they continued to fabricate that they did nothing. He said he deserves more than, this is what Smith said, he said he, she deserves more than the maximum under the law, which is what he's requesting. Okay, so he's, they're being sentenced. On count one, Trezell West is sentenced to 15 years to life. The count is second degree murder. On count two, involuntary manslaughter, he received three years punishment stayed. On count three, child cruelty, he received four years to run concurrent. And on count six, child cruelty, he received four years to run consecutive. Total sentence is 15 years to life plus four years. The sentencing for Jacqueline. Jacqueline West is not the victim, just let's be clear, judge said. He said he doesn't always do what the probation recommends, but this isn't one of those cases. On count one, second degree murder, she is sentenced 15 years to life. And her total term is 15 years to life plus four years, the same as Trezell. They were read their rights um, regarding the hung count. The prosecution has moved to dismiss them and the judge did so. The gag order in the case has been lifted. So the boys are still missing. And they got 15 years to life plus four years. So there's that. Boys are still missing. Who knows if they're ever going to find them? Hopefully they do. This is like, just like I talked last night with, oh, I got tingles, um, with about Suzanne being. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Found and her, her remains were found, that it gives the family a little bit of closure, even though it's horrific. And so here these two boys have been missing for, uh, I guess we're going on three years or I guess past that, because really technically they were missing since the summer and just after, I believe it was, not in December. They weren't found, they weren't around in December. So I don't know what the person's going on about um, about, you know, Jacqueline's the victim and and she, you know, she wants to request where she goes uh, for her term. No, yeah, that's right. Jacqueline didn't even come outside. Um, that's why I made I made that mistake. Isn't uh, fixed what I was saying there. Um, I see four sons' mom in here. I love you. Thank you for being in here. Um, she says I'm disappointed in these sentences. Fifteen years is not very long for a life, is it? And two lives. Uh, so at least they're not out. But it's fifteen years to life, so I don't know how that's going to work. We'll see what it's like in California. And um, and we'll go from there. Like, can you believe that she was going to be on probation or requested pro- probation? It's kind of ridiculous. Now we've, I guess we've waited for to see if they can find the boys. So, yeah, exactly. I agreed. So we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, they have the 15 plus the four, too, is right, right? I read so fast. It's kind of weird when we can't see the actual... um, let me think. Just give me a minute. <laughs> kind of weird when we can't actually watch the sentencing live like we were able to the other cases. It makes it a little bit easier to see what's going on, rather read it and then digest it and all that. But these kids should have never even been in the hands of these two maniacal people. I mean, the abuse alone that you hear and having to force them to drink their food through, you know, blend their food and drink it through their bottles. And um, one of the boys being found and 
supp supposedly being found in the house and then, you know, having to dispose and all this other stuff. So it's really sad. And then you have a whole lot of lying going on and faking. That's the worst part too, right? You have parents who go and they're faking their search for them for six minutes. Search, search, search. Where are we going to search? You know? So that's, that actually quoted Letitia, but it's pretty much the same idea. They go out and they just don't even bother to pretend to, to look. So that's the first giveaway. They had red flags right from the beginning. I did a video on that as well. An original video on that. There may have been somebody who copied me. <laughs> there was, but uh, an original one. So it's been three years. Agreed they should have never been able to adopt them or even have any child placed in their home. There is a lot of stuff. Even their own, her own kids were saying the things that they that they would do um, to the kids. So 19 years for our two boys' lives is injustice. No. And funny how they're saying, well, there should be video on that. Oh, yeah, there's video, all right. No boys. There's there's no boys. Haven't been boys for months. It is sad. It, it's sad that that's such a low, low term. Um, and sad, too, because I have to go back to the charges but I remember when it, it was not equal, like I, I read just earlier, it wasn't equal for the boys. And because of the circumstance, one went missing first and the other one, and and uh, they didn't have enough for some of that. So it is disgusting behavior. That's a lot of people, I can read your comments saying disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. Yep. It it was it was really bad. Now Trezell will see what rambunctious boys are like in prison. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um Exposing, sorry, uh, faking the boys missing, subjecting other children. Was this taken into account? Well, supposedly, but they can only charge with what they have on it, right? Um, they got they got charged with reporting uh, a false report. Yeah, there's cameras. That, now, they're telling me that there's cameras in there, but um, it's not... Um, it couldn't be live. It was, it was banned. Hang on now. I'm going to see if I can find the press conference. If you know of the press conference, can you just put the link in the comments and then I'll pull the uh, press conference and we can watch it? tentative. It says DA schedules tentative press conference regarding West case. And then we can watch it together. 
Let's do that. If you can find it too. Classic and sincere, yeah. Their, their bio names. It makes me mad that they took them boys in, changed their names, and then treated them like trash. Oh, I hope they get what's coming to them both. Well, from what I understand, when you're when you go to prison and it involves children, I don't I don't think it does they can do too well in prison from my understanding. Okay, it says the current county district attorney's office will hold a press conference Thursday if the sentencing of Trezell and Jacqueline moves forward. Anybody find this yet? If where that would be? Okay, we can keep talking because we'll see if I could find it. And all these, these cases are starting to come together though. Okay, I'm going to pull this one scheduled conference. It says tentative press conference, but because they got sentenced, we want to hear that. I'm on KGET right now. If that helps. There was live cart court audio. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Let's see the live feed. Maybe. Don't, can I see that? Do you guys have the link for that? Because I'm on KGET, but do they have it just as live link? Like, you know, sometimes up in the right hand corner, it'll say live and then you click on it, but there, you don't see anything till it's live. That would be good to know. It's been a while since I've been on here for sure. And then I can pull it up. And then we can share this together. Murder is murder. Give her life with no parole. With no chance of parole. The prosecution did what they could with no bodies in. And that's the thing, too. It's not, not the easiest thing, is it? 
Like it's, it still happens. Obviously they're convicted without that. And they uh, found that the boys were missing for the longest time. And it helps with the kids too, with that, the, their, those accounts as well, right? They haven't seen the kids. Ten a.m. Quick for so many charges should be up news soon. Yeah, it's a it's eleven here. It should be ten. Ten down there, right, Bakersfield. Yep. Those well, sentencing went is. Exactly as expected, honestly. Okay. This I, I wish this could happen. They should be forced to reveal where the boys' bodies are. They should have been given life, no parole, better yet, death penalty for both, just like they gave classic and sincere. Yeah, they should be able to. I'm glad, still absolutely glad to get convictions. So we'll see. Um, oh, thank you. Somebody loves my sweater. It's like little popcorns <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, and a loose little yarn. But thank you. Um, yeah, no parole until they disclose it. I do wish it was that. You got charged with it. Now you have to say something. Let's hook you up. Let's figure out his truth serum. <laughs> It was just watching that when when things first started and we I start first started covering it and you go through these, you know, you guys too, you're watching it, right? And and you see these this couple who have a bunch of children and they're standing there and they're pleading for their kids, you know, they do a six minute tour. Trizel does a six minute tour. Jacqueline stays inside. And then the ridiculous press conference that they did. Um, I don't know. I mean, in a, in a way, that's a gift. What they did that day because it screwed them over more. But still. And their other children are now safe too. Exactly. They don't have to be under their rule. Yeah, I like, I love this. I bet 24 hours ago, none of us thought Suzanne Morphy would come home. So there is hope after all that the boys will be found. Isn't it interesting how now it's starting to snowball? Like we had Letitia got sentenced. Lori got sentenced. Then we we have Suzanne Morphew's found. Now the boys got um, part part justice. I don't want to say full justice, part justice. It was a little it's a little backwards with that, right? Because they haven't found the boys, but 
the the parents responsible got convicted and now we hope that Suzanne comes with answers. I did do a video last night. I did a live stream for two hours. I'll do another video. I'll break down some other things so that it's more organized. I know a lot of you like that. So, um, and I like that too. This is fun to chat with you guys and be able to uh, share our thoughts and and come together when it's things like this. It's, it's like... It's a bittersweet thing all the time, right? You you want to do this together and hang out and, and be able to chat about it and go, okay, what's going to happen to these awful parents? Parents, And um, here we are. Maybe we'll hear something good on Justin's case. Yeah, um, I was thinking about him the past few days, actually. I'd love to have justice for him as well. Might have to do redo the series. Nothing has happened with Justin's case. Maybe I have to do a new series on it. I don't know. We'll start from scratch again. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for being here, you guys. I really appreciate you. Are we like are we live like the Super Bowl kickoff? <laughs> yeah, Summer Wells. There's so many. Um, Marshall Owasa still missing. There's so many that I've covered that are still missing. I thought about Marshall too, just recently too. It's coming up his. Um, anniversary of his disappearance, same with Justin Evans. Yeah, if you can you imagine if they found Summer next, absolutely. Little Michael Vaughn, Michael Monkey Vaughn. Um, Jenny, can you do a repeat on Justin? I never got into that one and now I'm wondering what's all about. Yeah, it's unsolved and it's, uh, I guess the police are saying it was a suicide, which is absolutely ridiculous because it's not. And there's so many things that say that's not and other police officers that say that it's not. So... The West's got 15, 15 years to life plus four, it said. There was some sort of discrepancy, but it didn't detail it for, for Jacqueline or, or something there. It was a little confusing to read. It was a live update, so I'm sure whoever's doing it is trying to um, update as fast as possible. <laughs> After my two-hour live, I slept all night. <laughs> you can rest your head now. <laughs> mm. 
yeah, there's no way it was. It was, that's horrible. I, it still haunts me. I wish I could, there's something I might be able to, to go and look in maybe, um, and bring that back, but we'll see. The gag has been lifted. Yes, that is an important thing too, as well. So this will be interesting. Am I ever going to cover the suitcase Sarah trial if it ever gets started? We'll see. I do. I just started doing trials this year because of the cases that I covered. Are, we're just starting to go into trial phase. So that was new for me this year. It's a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> but um, I do. I do see things to the end. I like to the cases that I cover. Same with this. I wanted to see what the what the West's received and at least they weren't they didn't walk right we saw barry walk but that was a that was a crazy trial the morphew trial now barry morphew can get charged again so we'll see what happens um okay getting news that kern county facebook said it will be live with the press conference Okay. I'm at the top. Okay. All right. So we'll eye that up. It'll be ah. Oh. Might not be able to do that. Am I still going to do KGAT? I've been having Facebook issues for like three months. Every time I would get on Facebook, it would bump me off and I'd have to redo my passcode. And it I seriously does it every single time. Um, I don't, and then I'll go a day, it'll be no problem. And then you go to log in again and it boots me off. And so it's been doing that forever and I just stopped trying because it was like, I don't know, six or seven times or however long. It's just annoying every time I go on. Um, let me see. Okay. Might not be able to do that. Gag was lifted, yes. <laughs> oh, come, come now, Linda. I could see you with a, a notepad sitting in a courtroom during trial. Imagine how informative your info would be further. <laughs> I do. I take notes even, even while I'm watching the trial. <laughs> I take it all day. Like, I'll start for the whole eight hours. And I'll do notes on it. And then, then I have to produce a video on top of that. Okay. Let's see.
<laughs> okay, let's try. Cross your fingers. Oh my gosh, I'm in. went to the jurisdiction of the Bakersfield Police Department. Chief Terry and his staff and all the investigators in the case, they were wonderful. They fully accepted, of course, the responsibility because it was uh, he was killed in their jurisdiction and they took over the investigation and they worked so hard. And um, I went to meetings there where there were this rooms full of uh, a room full of detectives working on every aspect of this case. And uh, I was very proud to be a part of that. I'd like to also thank the Kern County Sheriff's Department. They helped in a number of ways, as did the California Highway Patrol and the FBI. When you have two little children that are missing, four years old and three years old, it just breaks your heart. And then to find out that they were killed by the people that the state entrusted to take care of them is just heartbreaking. This was a case that was so hard because it was so sad. I mean, all homicides are sad, but goodness gracious, these four year, the four year old, they were babies. They were babies. And I am so proud that the community embraced these children and cared and cared about this case and followed this case. I also want to thank all the volunteers in Kern County and other places that came out to search for those children out in the desert, hoping that they were alive. And I want to thank everyone that watched this case, even though you may not have been involved, that you had hoped and rooted that uh, there would be a just ending to this. It's not the ending that we hoped. I mean, it would have been wonderful that these children were alive, but they are not. But we at least we were able to achieve justice for these children. Now the bodies of Sincere and Classic have not been found, but we will never give up hope that the bodies of these precious children will be found and can be brought home. So at this time, I'd like to turn the mic over to Eric Smith. Eric Smith has been, uh, is the, was a trial attorney on this case. He's the chief trial deputy in this office. Uh, he and I have been together and uh, on this case since the beginning, and he took over as trial attorney uh, pretty early on during the investigation, knowing at some point we were going to file charges. So um, Eric, would you like to say something? 
few words. All right. Good morning. Uh, it's been one of the honors of my career to be able to prosecute this case. I've never met, obviously, sincere and classic, but I went in every day to, to fight for their justice because they deserved it. Uh, they were provided to Jacqueline Trezell by the state, and ultimately they were not treated appropriately and they were killed by them. Uh, this has been a, a long road. It's been a long road that involved a lot of people working extremely hard. And some of the, uh, I guess, unsung heroes I like to bring to the forefront the jurors. The jurors, they go and they call the jury duty. They don't know what they're there for. And ultimately, they get picked for a panel. And, and in front of them is a case that has over 70 witnesses, has over 100 pieces of evidence. And they delivered, uh, deliberated thoughtfully. Uh, they deliberated about this case. And ultimately, they rendered uh, justice for Sincere and Classic. I'd also like to thank the other family members in the West family, uh, Wanda West, Philip West, Josiah West. A lot of times in these cases, family members are collateral damage. Um, ultimately, when law enforcement goes out, they talk with family members of suspects. And in this case, those individuals, Wanda, Philip, and Josiah, were truthful. They provided the truth in this case. That's something that's extremely hard to do when it's your son that's looking at a prison term or being accused of murder. They provided that to law enforcement in the beginning, and they did that throughout. Uh, they testified to it. Something extremely difficult to do, but they did it. And also, of course, I'd like to thank law enforcement. I worked very closely with uh, Detective Thomas Hernandez, uh, with Chief Hightower and his uh, uh, officers. Just thank them for all their efforts in this case, for ultimately the justice that was served in this case for Sincere and Classic. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to introduce Assistant Chief of Police from the Bakersfield Police Department, Brent Stratton, and also the lead detective in this case, Tommy Hernandez. Thank you. Good morning. The Bakersfield Police Department is dedicated to pursuing justice on behalf of our victims, their families, and our community. That's evidenced by the tremendous amount of work and time and effort that went into the investigation of this case. We'd like to recognize and Thank DA Zimmer uh, for her leadership and their partnership with the Kern County District Attorney's Office. We'd also like to recognize Mr. Smith and the amount of work and effort that, that went into prosecuting this case. We'd also like to thank and recognize Chief Hightower and the California City Police Department, as well as the Kern County Sheriff's Office and the FBI for the tremendous amount of assistance and work that, that went into this. But I'd also specifically like to recognize the investigators led by Detective Hernandez and numerous other employees at the police department. DA Zimmer spoke about the, the sheer volume of people that put time and effort and their hearts into this investigation. Um, it, it was a tremendous honor um, and I'm proud to, to work with detectives and investigators like them for the work that, um, that they put into it and in, in seeking justice. I would like to say that the Bakersfield Police Department, however, will not rest until these boys are brought home and they're able to be laid to rest with the respect and the dignity that they deserve. Thank you for your time. And standing with uh, Assistant Chief Stratton is um, Detective Tommy Hernandez, who is a man of few words, but I can tell you who is a very hard worker and uh, has worked since uh, December of 2020 on this case. And finally, I'd like to introduce to you California City Chief of Police, Jesse Hightower. 
good morning. Thank you. Uh, leave it to Chelsea. And channel 17. So I'd like to start off by thanking the DA's office, uh, one, for having the courage to take this case, and then secondly, having the faith in the job that my organization, Bakersfield PD's organization, uh, the amount of work that was able to get done. Uh, I'm forever grateful to Mr. Smith, to Ms. Zimmer. Um, I'd like to thank the members of my community for coming out countless of hours doing hundreds of searches through hundreds of miles. Uh, sometimes that terrain was pretty tough. Uh, and mostly I'd like to thank the members of my organization for their, they never quit. They always put forth 100%. So again, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chief. Um, it's a very sad case, but I am so proud of the work law enforcement did in bringing justice to these kids. It's uh, it was quite a road, and uh, we're I think we're all relieved that it's over. But now, do any of you have any questions? Yes. Uh, one of the accusations um, you were talking about them earlier was your office infringing on the client's rights by calling for a gag order immediately after the press conference in March. Now, what is your reaction to this? Okay, that's a lot of questions in one. Um, we thought it was appropriate. Yeah, I'm gonna let Mr. Smith talk about how there was no infringement on anyone's rights and how gag orders are constitutional. Right. In the types of cases that involve media, where media is interested in it, at that, and the media was interested in this case, um, a lot of times we will get gag orders. Uh, in this case, uh, following the defense attorneys having uh, a press conference, at that point, we believed we needed to ask for a gag order. And the purpose of a gag order is merely that the parties don't speak uh, about the case with the media, and that allows for the uh, jury, as when they come, to be unbiased and not have knowledge of the case. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Cindy, I didn't know if you could give us just kind of a narrative of what exactly happened the, the night of uh, Sincere's death and then the, the following week, just how it took place, who you believe inflicted the fatal injuries of, of Sincere, and then of Classic. I, I know a lot of it's apparently still unknown, but I didn't know if there's kind of a narrative you can give us of that. Are you asking? What really had what we really think happened? Yes. Oh, outside of what happened in court? Yes, I know there was a lot said in court, but yes, I, I didn't know if you could tell us what you really think happened. Well, I think, you know, obviously, Sincere was killed first in Bakersfield. And then I think Classic survived for a period of time until he went to um, Cal City, maybe just for a few days. Um, I'll let Mr. Smith talk about that and what he's comfortable. We don't want to, you know, speculate too much because some of this is just our gut feeling. But I think that after, and this is maybe Mr. Smith's opinion, but my opinion is after Sincere was killed, that Classic was lost. They were four and three years old and they were together since birth, different foster homes, different places. And without Sincere, Classic was probably crying a lot um, you know, devastated, probably looking for him, and they had to come up with something to, to take care of that. I, I don't know, uh, but I just feel that I, I think about Classic and what, it was probably his only real security 
was sincere, you know, being that they were together and, you know, biological brothers. And I think it must have been horrible to be without him for that period of time. And so above that, you know, maybe Mr. Smith, I don't know. We're, we're usually not very comfortable commenting on what our gut feeling is because, you know, who knows? Uh, but I think we laid it out pretty well in court. Mr. Smith, is there anything you'd like to answer about that? I think he's probably more hesitant than I am about you hesitant. Yes. But what interaction um, have either of you had or your office um, with the biological family? Well, we have had quite a bit of interaction with the biological family, uh, different members. Uh, Mr. Smith can tell you specifically a little bit more than I have, but they have been involved in this and for the most part cooperative and wanting to see justice done. What advice do you have for <clears throat> so there's a lot of families that have taken custody of children uh, at the state level um, when it comes to the tragedy and abuse that took place here. Um, what advice do you have for them when it comes to making sure they're trying to prevent this kind of abuse? And if they do, and if they are abusing these children that, you know, the full weight of you know, the county and the kind of efforts you've been talking about are, are, are standing behind those kinds of well, I can tell you this, whether you're in an adoptive home or in your bio parents' home, uh, law enforcement in the County of Kern is not gonna stand for child abuse. These are our most vulnerable victims. Do I have a message for adoptive parents? No, I think adoptive parents uh, you know, are, are wonderful for the most part. But if anybody is ever feeling that they are um, you know, losing it, losing their patience, maybe feeling that they were, you know, acting in an abusive manner. There's a child abuse hotline. And if anybody out there sees anything that they think um, is potentially abusive with a neighbor or relative or whatever, they can also call 911 or the child abuse hotline. Yeah. I mean, people can get help for this, you know, no, no parent is perfect, but of course we're not gonna tolerate any type of abuse or murder. We've heard a lot about how difficult it could be to try a murder without a body. Mm -hmm. How difficult did that turn out to be now that we're talking? Well, it might have been easier for us uh, if the bodies had been found. But there, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not common, but it's certainly not rare. Uh, even if the bodies had been found, they might not, it might not have shown what the cause of death was, uh, depending on what the level of de decomposition was. So um, we've tried them here before. Uh, law enforcement actually gets trained in what we call no body homicides. And uh, I don't know, would it have been easier? I don't know. It just, it just kind of depends, but it, uh, it wasn't going to deter us because, you know, this is different than a situation when you have an adult that is missing. You know, an adult can run away, be under an assumed name, you know, something like that. So we have to be, you know, well, we're careful regardless, but these were children and they would not have been able to provide for themselves. So it was pretty obvious something horrible happened to them uh, at that time. You said that you, wanted, that you will continue to look for their bodies. What exactly does that entail? Is that, are there any leads or anything that you guys have to go off of where they might be? No, I don't believe so, Tommy. You have any leads? Sure. No, not at this time. We investigated all the tips, all the leads, in that period of time before we uh, went to the grand jury and then during the trial. But I will tell you that um, uh, people find bodies, you know, in the desert, people find bodies. And luckily now we have DNA. And if, and if the body is found, the bodies, one or, or both of them, that we have the technology to be able to identify them. And I pray that those bodies are found. 
going off that question, just to clarify, does that mean there won't be any active searches or any active action? There certainly will be active searches, and perhaps uh, Chief Stratton can talk about that if there is a viable lead or tip. But right now, that's we don't have any. And of course, that these killers choose to do the right thing and come forth and tell us where they are, because the people that know where the bodies are are Giselle and Jacqueline West. And if they want to truly do the right thing, they should tell us where those children are. If you were to find them, could that somehow impact the sentencing or would you be back in court? I don't think so. This may be going to cut feeling again, but is oh. it, <laughs> I know. Uh, do you believe that Jacqueline was the killer of both boys? Do you believe Jacqueline killed one, Giselle killed another? I just didn't know if you, who physically killed the boys. I think I, I I have my own gut feeling, but I don't know that that's appropriate, Mr. Smith. Do you? I I think we think they were knit together. They're like this. But uh, Mr. Smith, do you want to say anything about that? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, this is maybe directed towards Mr. Smith. I know the family was speaking to you about it after the sentencing, but um, you know they were they were really hoping to be able to say their piece and read their victim impact statements right. to Jacqueline and Chazelle, and obviously that didn't right and, and what we had them do is they wrote their statement and because it ultimately it's for the court to consider um i understand their desire to address the court and then also be heard by Trizel and jacqueline west but ultimately they were heard by the court the court read all of those uh, statements that they wrote and ultimately imposed the sentence that he did so they were heard by the court what resources uh, from the victim services office have been made available to the family? Um, the victim advocates would know that answer about what type of services they avail, you know, chose to avail themselves of. It's not something that I would feel comfortable talking to you about as, oh, this family member needed counseling, this family member, but we have a, a, a lot of services that victims' family members can take advantage of, and I hope that they did choose to do so. So have you seen probation granted in a, for a murder conviction before? And what was your reaction to that argument before? I have not seen that. The case that she mentioned, I don't think that the person was convicted of murder. I have never seen that. I've never seen a judge in Kern County give a probationary sentence um, I was offended, quite frankly, by the defense argument in court trying to paint Jacqueline West as the victim. Now, you know, defense attorneys are going to say what they're going to say. You know, they're looking out for the best interest of their clients. But that was, um, I think, went over the line. Jacqueline yeah. West, Drizelle West, they were not victims. They were murderers. So, uh, and I did not believe Judge Bremer would grant probation for the murder of two children. All right, one more question? Or are we, we sufficiently answered all your questions except the gut feelings that, you know. <laughs> I, we could turn around on you. You watched the whole trial. What are your gut feelings? Yeah, why don't you, uh, <laughs> why don't you talk about that? No. All right, again, I'm, uh, is there anything else any of you would like to comment on? Thank you. Thank you all so, so very much for coming. I appreciate it. And uh, again, I'm just so proud to be part of the law enforcement community 
uh, in Kern County that works like this to see that justice is, a, is done in such a horrible case. Thank you. All right. Well, that's surprising that she's very open to talking about her gut feeling. That doesn't usually happen in these cases. Um, Roe was asking if, if I'm, so the question was asked if I think that Jacqueline and Trezell will ever say where the bodies are. And my answer was, I don't think they're capable of it. And then I was asked, do I say that because they don't know, because they don't know? No, I say that because um, they're about self-preservation. And right from the beginning, they're about self-preservation. They would rather the, like look like idiots and um, protect, protect, protect themselves. I mean, that's a natural thing for a lot for humans to do is protect themselves. But obviously, um, they took it to the extreme. And I don't think they're capable of it because I, I don't think they'll ever do it. I think they will still think of themselves just like Letitia, just like Lori, just like Corey Richens. See my last video on Corey Richens and the bananas letter that she wrote. Um, but yeah. I don't think they're capable of it. I don't think they'll ever do it. So, because it's just not in them. So they got 15 years to life plus four. So minimum 19 years. And um, I don't know how that's going to look. Yeah, they'll never say. They'll never say where they are. Um, Trouble says, as a survivor of child abuse and having to live in the foster homes that put bleach in the bath water, not allowed to wash your hair but once a week and so much more, 15 to life is not enough a sentence. Thanks for sharing that. Um, it's not. It's not. I don't think any of us in here feel like that that was. Real Deal says maybe they will talk if given a deal to get out earlier. We'll see. I wonder what that'll actually translate in into their actual time served. So let's let's spin the positive though. They were charged. Now they're sentenced. And now they're not able to do that to anyone else. So by the time they'll get out, well, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Is Will they get out early? Will they not? <laughs> Thank you, Real Deal. I appreciate that. So we'll see. Other people have gotten life without bodies. Will I cover the Ruby Frankie case? Yeah, I have I have scripted part of Ruby Frankie. 
what's your gut feeling on who did the actual murders? Well, I don't, I don't know about that. They're both culpable in my eyes. And I mean, when you think about it, three and four years old, that is so teeny tiny. That age at three and four, I mean, they're talking, right? They're learning. They're like little sponges. But being in that environment and having to do things that you're wondering why, you know, because you're making, they, they got mad because the kids were making noises eating. They didn't chew with the mouth open or their mouth open or something like that. And then they went and blended the food and made them drink them out of bottles. There's so many things that was coming out. It was not good. It was not good. Um, I can't even repeat it because it just. And the other boys in the house and the bio kids were even talking about the abuse. The one kid, he was talking about the abuse, too, from that that they got in. Um, and Jacqueline, he brought Jacqueline up. So. It's terrible. I hope the kids are found. I don't know if they're going to be. The unfortunate part is by the time the detectives were on the case in December, it already been August, September, October, November, like five months. Um, so since Sincere went list missing and then you have Classic wasn't long after that. So who knows? where they could be but yeah I don't know they're probably going to be more of a distance I would think if I had to guess that's my gut feeling they'd be more of a distance than not whereas Bear Bear in Suzanne's case I knew she would be closer I never ever thought it'd be near Broomfield or Denver anywhere I knew she'd be close um with Letitia I knew she was gonna go the distance and she did. So I feel like the kids would probably be further. They will do seven or so years and be eligible for parole hearings. The first two, they will be told what they can do to prior the actual hearing. This would be interesting what they would actually get. <laughs> it's cold up here. I'm already cold. It's already hitting zero. I think it was one, one degree today. So what would that be in your guys's? It would be um, 32, just a little bit higher. Yeah, Suzanne found on the 22nd. So maybe now this is, maybe this is just going to get like dominoes. We're going to keep having um, um, information of people being found. Well, 33.8. <laughs> it's 33.8 this morning, Fahrenheit. Yeah, I'll trade you. I I'd rather be in Florida. I'd be like, I'd rather be at 108 than, 
<laughs> 33 point. That's not cold, you guys. This is warm. 33.8 for Canadians is warm. It's going to get, okay, this is what we get. Minus 45. Minus 45. It is not pleasant. So, mm -mm. <laughs> and we get snow from about October till April or May. We get, actually it was a really hot summer this summer. So June, July, August, and then it is fall. Se September actually was oddly warm too, but not anymore. It's, we're going into snow season. I'm going to have to shovel. <laughs> and we get feet of snow, not like inches of snow. We get feet of snow. And then I got to shovel that stuff. <laughs> yes, Shelby. <laughs> nice to see you. That is gold. Um, it's terrible. And the worst part is in the morning you wake up. And you're looking outside and you're, you see the frost on the, on the cars. Like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I got to go out there and start it. <laughs> and you just run and you start it and you go back into the house. I am going to get a snowblower this year. <laughs> T-shirt and shorts and I'm in a sweater and I'm cold. My feet are cold. My body's cold. I'm all cold. <coughs> That's crazy. I did two two live streams in not even it was a bit twelve hours or twenty or I guess I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to get a remote start. I'm going to get a new vehicle too in the new year. Well, maybe spring. Well, maybe summer because it's going to be. Heated pathways would be good. Heated everything. I'm going to get heated clothing this year is what I should do. It's funny. So I guess... Bittersweet, right? This is bittersweet. Bittersweet. The babies are not found. These guys at least won't see the light of day. And do you agree with what the woman was saying in the press conference about being, what was the word she used? Insulted? I can't remember the word she used about uh, Jacqueline, making it look like Jacqueline's a victim. It's just no different than Lori. But basically, they wanted Jacqueline to just get probation. So it's unfortunate they got so little. Uh, but well, it's even if they're out, and I hope they're not out at seven. That would be disgusting. But even at seven, they'd be in their forties. They're still young. <laughs> Yeah, she's not a victim. It's it's disgusting. That was disgusting that she's the victim. And, you know, it was so, what was the word that 
I read earlier when I was when I first started, it was something about how she had to go through through so much that December 21st. Like what? She didn't even walk around the block. So what did she go through that day? Honestly, if the kids were gone since summer and shortly after that, and it was four months later and she had to call, did she break a nail picking up and calling 911? Because I think she did that. I think it was Trezell. So what did she go through that day? Honestly, she didn't even go around the block. She was so lazy that she couldn't even pretend that the kids were gone. Because I'll tell you, if I, if my child was missing, and I know a lot of you guys would agree, if those of you who have kids, and those of you don't, you see even neighbors going to run around and they'll go knock on the doors. Guess how many doors they knocked on? Not one, not one door. So she went through so much on December 21st. The poor thing. That kind of stuff drives me nuts. Bananas. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a little. You want a little story? I'll tell you a little story. I didn't do it in a video. I didn't feel like doing it in a video. I'll just tell you a partial story. Maybe some of you guys saw my other videos. So, so if you saw one of my previous videos, I talked about a guy that I that looked like he was stalking me. I called the cops and all. There's a whole thing, the whole thing on it. What happened was a couple of days after that, it was the middle of the night. And the reason why I'm telling you the story is because it's what we do for our children, okay? The middle of the night I woke up and there was glass smashing in my house. And you know when you wake up and you go, did I actually hear, was that, was that glass? Like that was glass smashing, right? And you know, you're not sure if you dreamt it or if you actually heard it. So... I heard the glass smashing at 1.30 in the morning. I wake up and it just so happens that my little boy came in the room earlier. And he's almost nine, so he's not little. But I go, holy, holy crap, what, what just happened? I grab my phone and I grab my child and I yank them into the um, bathroom. And I don't know what's going on, right? My child says, Mommy, I heard, I heard glass smashing. So now there's confirmation. So I'm dialing 911 and I'm on the phone and I'm whispering. And I'm thinking, wh like, what's going on? Right? All this stuff. 
here's what, here's some, how do I word this? I couldn't just walk around the house and take a look at what glass smashed, right? I got to treat this serious because some people are like, well, you know, you should have went and walked around the house. Now, now time out. I'll let you know everything was okay. But what happened was there was a mirror that smashed like a mirror in the middle of the night fell and smashed. But I don't know this. And I'm waking up at 1.30 in the morning in a stupor, right? Like, I don't know what's going on. I just, I'm just trying to connect the dots. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do. So I was like, oh my God, I think there's somebody in the house and you're trying to figure out why is this not going off? Why is this in the, right, whatever. So I went into the bathroom and I put my son in the shower. And I'm on the phone with 911 whispering. And these guys are taking their sweet time in my mind, right? Because I'm like, why aren't you here? So they get here and they're like, Linda, there's no, nothing smashed in your house. There's nothing. What are you talking about? We heard, we heard glass smashing. What are you talking about? Right? But while I'm on the phone, while I'm on the phone, I'm now processing that my child is with me and somebody could come and grab me, right? Because you don't know. At this point, I do not know it's a mirror. I don't even know till 12 hours later that it was a mirror because the cops walked around my house and they said there's no glass that smashed, but they didn't look behind a door that this, this thing did, right? So... I say to my son, I say to them, okay, my son's with me. I need you to know that. And then I had to have the hard conversation telling my son that um, if somebody goes to get me, that you can't scream. You can't say anything. And then me being the spicy Linda that I am, went and grabbed, you know, those toilet roll holders that has the toilet, toilet paper on it. But like, you know, I don't know if you guys have it down there. I took the toilet paper off very quietly and I grabbed it and I thought, this mofo comes in this door. He ain't going out without a fight as I would kill for my child. And he's not going to, he's not going to know that I have anybody in here. And when I did that, uh, yeah, it was rough. Let's just say it's been a little bit challenging for me because you don't ever think you're going to be in that situation. And then I didn't even know for hours later that it was a mirror because I could, in my mind, I'm going, I don't understand. Like I did, this is not in my head. My kid heard it too. The weird thing was though, the glass that smashed, it didn't shatter, but we both heard shattering. It just kind of cracked. It was like, really? The mirror couldn't have fell at 1.30 in the afternoon. It had to have been that. So, <laughs> so here's the best part. Here's the best part. <laughs> 
the officer that helped me three days before with with the stalker dude that was in the grocery store. <laughs> he must have saw the 911 cords. I don't know what happened. Or he was like, he was just on shift, really. He comes walking up. I was like, we gotta keep, we gotta stop meeting like this. He's like, I know. I said, I don't understand what just happened, but we gotta stop meeting like this. He says, he says, oh yeah. I said, I don't want to see you ever again. <laughs> he says, yeah, I don't, I don't work tomorrow, so it's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh. Anyway, the mind can do funny things too when you just wake up, but you can't treat it as nothing. Not to mention, let's make some, let's just make it light. There were three, two out of the three very good looking officers that came to my house. Very good looking. <laughs> uh, so there was that as a positive. My child was amazing in it. And I'll tell you, having to tell your child to, to do that, um, yeah, it does something to you. It just does something to you. So let's just say I upgraded my alarm system. It needed upgrading and that was upgrade, but it wasn't even that because in my mind, I'm like, why, why is this like, where's the glass? Where's the, this, where's the, that, right? Like you're just trying to figure out what's going on, but it's basically a mirror at one thirty in the morning. Couldn't be at one thirty PM or 3 PM or 8 PM had to be in, <laughs> had to be in the, in the middle of the night. So, uh, I didn't find out that mirror, so I stayed up all night. My son didn't want to fall asleep again, which I understood. So I told him, just, you know, go to sleep and I'll I'll watch you. So bear spray is illegal. Tasers are illegal. Can't get a gun. Or it's more difficult. I don't even know what he's doing now, this stupid idiot that runs our country. Not going political. I'm just saying he's just an idiot. <laughs> so everything's fine, but it was a little bit of a, a week. A pet turkey is a fantastic animal. <laughs> I don't want Barry coming over with the turkey. <laughs> so, uh,
It's okay. I um I have a few uh systems in place now and uh and let's be honest. With my let's say justice card that's always been in me. We'll call it the justice card. All the BS that I see with all the suspects, <laughs> right? My spiciness, because I can get spicy, and the fact that I'm Italian, okay? And I don't like people's BS. That guy's going to be a sorry son of a, you know what? <laughs> because I won't go down without a fight. <laughs> I don't care how big or small I am. It's not going to be that. So, <laughs> yeah. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I would do anything to pre protect my kids. And uh, it was actually, I was, I was proud of how he reacted. He did so well. He did so well. And I said to him after, I said, how did you know? Because I grabbed him. It was like, you know, when you, when you have like stories of parents all of a sudden have the adrenaline rush and they're picking up cars and whatever. I picked him up no problem with one hand. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> But one hand, I just grabbed him, picked him up, and the other one with my phone, and away we go. So I was proud of him that way, how he handled it. And 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 for me, too, I was actually quite impressed with how I handled it. I was breathing really fast, but I was quiet. I wasn't freaking out. I was trying to be logical, and I was just thinking, okay, they need to know this. They need to know that. They need to know my kids here. They need to know this, and you know. And I actually was pretty impressed with that. I, th I credit that. In my opinion, I credit that to this channel and doing the work that I've done in the last four years. I, I feel like that's that's what, what it did. Not that I did call 911. Oh my gosh. I think I've called 911 twice. One of them was on an actual break-in, oddly enough, glass smashing. Uh, but that was like 25 years ago. This was the best because I called 911 and I said um, very calmly, uh, someone is breaking into the gas station across the street. It was like two in the morning. And the 911 dispatcher is like, ma'am, ma'am, you're going to have to be quiet. And I was like, uh, I am. <laughs> There's two guys breaking into the gas station. Ma'am, I'm going to have to get you to calm down. I was like, is she reading off of something? What happened here? Uh, Shelby said my hubby got me a little pink stun gun. Maybe I should just do that. It's so true. <coughs> do I still have my giant cat? I have two cats. Well, I had two cats and my big fat one went to, uh, I can't call him Mr. Linda anymore. <laughs> Ex-Mr. Linda. <laughs> he went there and I have my other cat. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have been good. It would not have been good. <laughs> it just was so funny. And and so um I live in Alberta, so I live in Western Canada. Um <laughs> that was that. And then years ago, I actually I think it was 23. I want to say I decided to hop in my car and move to Los Angeles <laughs> for a short time. And when I was driving, I was driving down the freeway or free. Yeah, you guys call it freeway down there, right? I was driving down the and just doing my thing, just driving. And I look and there's this car and he literally looked like he would have been in the Fast and Furious uh, videos because he was driving his car, but he went under a semi and back out. <laughs> I was going, what did I just see? He, he literally went half like partway in there and back out. So I'm going, oh my gosh, she's going to kill somebody, blah, blah, blah. So I'm on the phone with 911 going, there is a guy, I don't know what's going on, if he's falling asleep or what's happening. We just went half under a semi and whatever. So I followed this guy for quite some time. And they're like, ma'am, you're going to have to stay back because you don't stay back. Like you can get hurt or whatever. Like he's going to kill somebody. So I'm following and reporting this guy. And I it, I swear it was probably, I think it was a half an hour or an hour that I was following and then reading the mile markers to them. Oh, dear. <coughs> yes, crime con, con next year, let's hope. So it's been eventful. It has been an eventful year. But it's going to be okay. Oh, that is very sweet. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We have a company in the U.S. run by women called Damsels in Distress. You can buy Mace and Taser. That's amazing. Where did I put my... Oh, God. Um, what happened with Mr. Linda? Oh, we split like 15 months ago. Six, 16, almost 16 months ago, year and a half ago. <clears throat> but we're still friends. All right. So 
thank you for hanging out with me, you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me last night, too. Um, I have some videos to create. I'm going to be getting off this live stream pretty quick and then do the videos or work on them, I should say. Takes me a while to get those done and then we'll start uploading. <laughs> yes, but get back to work, you guys. Or whatever it is for you today. Make it a good day. I know I'm going to certainly try today. Yeah, it's been a week. Suzanne being, Suzanne Morphew found, being found and sentencing for the West. There's lots of updates. Um, and uh, we'll check you out in the next video. And then thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for the mods as always. I love you guys. And uh, I do try my best. So we'll see you in the next video. Have a great day and great weekend. But we'll see you soon. Bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.